More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, peer pressure. Are you feeling pressured by someone? We're going to help you be confident in your decisions and stand firm in your yes or no. Give us a call, 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical, theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, peer pressure. We're talking about those times when we do feel pressured by someone in our life who is, you know, just not taking no for an answer, not accepting our boundaries, um, just, you know, really pushing us in to do things or, or commit to things that we don't feel are, are really good for us, um, but we don't know how to say no or when it's okay to say no. Maybe you struggle setting boundaries or you feel guilty when you do, even when people are trying to take advantage of you or behave in hurtful ways. Maybe you feel stuck when people don't respect the boundaries you do try to set. Whatever the situation is, we want to help you stand strong in the face of the pressure you feel from others to give in, especially when it isn't good for you. Give us a call at 877-573-7825 and let us help you stand strong in your decision and know when to say no. Do you even think about it or do you just deal with it as it comes? You know, one of the things that makes the pressure from outside people or outside organizations turn us into anxiety-ridden messes is because we don't really think about what our top priorities are. I mean, it's in the back of your head, probably, you know, oh yeah, my top priorities are, you know, my family and making sure we have a roof over our head. And that's probably about as far as it goes. And so when we feel pressured to do anything, you know, I know when I was a young mom of two toddlers, I had girlfriends who really pressured me to go away for girls weekends or get a night out just with the girls. Well, I, I was a nursing mom and I also really wanted to be home with my kids, tucking them into bed at night and reading them stories. And I was only able to work out what my boundaries were. Yes, I could go out for the occasional evening out with my friends for dinner. No, for me personally, at that stage of my life, going away for a whole weekend without my kids, without my nursing child, just didn't work for who I believed God was calling me to be in that moment. I knew what my priorities were. We all kind of deal with this in different ways. We think our faith is our priority. But is your faith being your priority? Does that necessarily mean you have to say yes to every 
club, organization, thing Committee. that they ask you to set up for at church? Do you have to be doing all the things? Or is that somehow not serving your sacramental priorities of your marriage and family life? Or the flip side of that, maybe you're trying to live your faith at home and your spouse is pressuring you to not pray with your family or to not be in, as involved in your parish as you feel called to. And you know, you're not sure how to deal with that. I mean, you know, the fact is we are put under a lot of pressure uh, and, you know, pe- people always pressure everybody else. But when you're, <laughs> when you're a person of faith, you know, who has certain standards, certain expectations, certain beliefs, we run into more of that kind of pressure all the time. And it's hard to know how to respond because we want to be generous. We want to be charitable. We want to be compassionate. But we also need to have boundaries. And it is okay to say no sometimes. Uh, and it's okay to stand strong on that no, even when it upsets people or disappoints them or frustrates them. But how do you know when it's okay to say no? How do you know when it's okay to stand by that no? How do you know how to enforce your boundary when the person who is pressuring you or behaving in a hurtful way doesn't respect that boundary and keeps doing the thing that you ask them to stop? 877 573 7825. Again, that's 877 573 7825. Well, and let's talk about what pressure can look like because a lot of people may say, oh, nobody's putting pressure on me. Do you get the eye roll if you don't go along with something in your family life? Or you're trying, as you were saying, Greg, trying to do something in your family life. Like, you're trying to pray as a family and one of the kids or your spouse or somebody is giving you that smirk, that uh, eye roll. That asking something. for help in your family and they give you that, that, that eye roll and the kind or of... Or the ah, pushback or the grumpiness. You know, pressure from people can come in very overt ways, but it's usually a lot more subtle because people know that, you know, they're pushing against something that's going on inside of you and they know better than to just come at you that can leave us feeling really confused really unsure of what god really wants us to do in that situation because without even meaning to sometimes people can be more manipulative of manipulative of us than we believe they are so if you're struggling today to just figure out where your boundaries are what you should say yes to, what you should say no to, especially maybe if we're, you know, in that, that time where we're transitioning into more activity, like your kids are in school again, and there's all those things that they're supposed to sign up for, and you're supposed to sign up for, and you just don't want to be that harried anymore. You want to set other priorities. Or if there's any situation in your life, let us help you out today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877 7825. That's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, um, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years about how God's fingerprints on creation reveal his plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that our decision to say yes or no to someone shouldn't be based on how we feel in the moment or how much someone is pressuring us. 
but rather on what we prayerfully believe allows us to work for the other person's ultimate good, our ultimate good, and the ultimate good of our relationship. We often feel guilty saying no because our no's tend to be based on what we're feeling in the moment rather than on what we genuinely, objectively, and prayerfully believe is in either our best interests, either of our best interests, or, you know, ours or the best interest of the other person. This is especially true when we feel pressured by someone else. But the theology of the body reminds us that while we're called to be generous, it is possible to be generous in ways that are bad for us and others. When that is the case, it is even more generous to say no. Our job as Christians is not to be indiscriminately generous, but rather to be thoughtfully and responsibly generous. Yeah, so when someone's asking something of us, especially when they're pressuring us, the question to ask ourselves isn't, do I feel like doing this or not? Or even, would they be upset with me or not? The most important question instead to ask is, is there a way to say yes to this request that's both good for me and the other person? You know, and if the answer to that's yes, well, then I can say yes. If the answer is no, then I need to say no. But in either case, my yes or no isn't based on emotion, which they can change or manipulate. It's based on my thoughtful and hopefully prayerful belief that something is or isn't objectively good for me and the other person. You know, because that approach gives me an objective way to decide whether to say yes or no, I can stand firm in my decision and not be pressured to do things that I shouldn't. Generosity isn't actually generous unless it's prayerful, intentional, responsible, and ordered to the mutual good of everybody involved. Okay, that all sounds great in theory, but, but how do we apply it when somebody's actually getting irritated with us for saying no to them? We're setting a boundary with them. Let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Do you have a hard time knowing when it's okay to say no? Do you struggle with setting boundaries or feel guilty when you do, even when people try to take advantage of you or, or behave in some hurtful way toward you? Maybe you feel stuck when other people don't respect the boundaries or the no that you've given them and they keep pushing anyway. We want to help you stand strong in the face of the pressure you feel from others to give in especially when it's not good for you. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. We are taking your calls right now after we bring our concerns to the Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we bring to you all those situations where we are feeling confused about when it's okay to say no, and how to say no, and feeling pressured to give in, even in those situations where we don't feel like it's okay to do the thing or to let go of the boundary. Help us to know in the first way how to say yes or no based not on our feelings or on other people's feelings, but on whether the decision would really be in our best interests and the other person's best interests, as well as the best interest of our relationship. Help us to be able to Let our yes be yes and our no be no, and reject anything else as from the evil one, as you tell us in Matthew 5.37. Give us the courage to, to let our yes be yes and our no be no, and the wisdom to discern when to say which and how to hold those boundaries. We ask all of this through the, through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary 
And in the name of the the Father, and the the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled Peer Pressure, as we talk about those times when we feel pressured by the people in our life, either to say yes when we shouldn't, or to give in when we shouldn't, um, when we've you know, set a boundary with somebody and they don't respect it, what do we do? In all those situations, for whether it comes to, from saying no to somebody uh, to, you know, like I said, setting those boundaries with people who are taking advantage or hurting us in some way, especially when they don't respect those boundaries, what do we do? 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Florence, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Oklahoma on Oklahoma Catholic Radio. Hey, Florence. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Oh, I am having very difficult time uh, establishing boundaries. It's not like I don't know how to do it, but I don't know how to enforce them. Well, can and you give me one, an example of one them, situation, one situation where that's happening the most and, and how we can help you today? Well, my biggest problem I called about this morning was about um, I have changed my life, been reverted back to the Catholic faith, and for many years I didn't seek the company of good people. I wanted, you know, to have a good time, and I didn't choose good friends. Now I'm okay. trying to change my uh, my surroundings and my group of friends and being more involved in my church, my local parish. And there are, you know, I'm generally friends with all of the women. There is one man who is new to the uh, church and kind of trying to find his faith like I did. Mm. And we connected on a certain level and we started to, you know, would you like to go out and have coffee? Yes, I would love to. Talking realized that he had a more of a romantic interest and I did not and I let him know that there's several reasons why it's just not not going to work out ever and um, I let him know that I really valued his friendship and I really liked that he was trying to seek God and, and change his patterns as well like I had been and I felt like we could help each other with that or or at least be a starting point of a, a healthy friendship but he keeps making sexual remarks, or he mm-hmm. did. Um, mm-hmm. He'd say things like, uh, he'd say things that alluded to the fact that he wanted more of an inappropriate relationship. And I have yeah. struggled with that. I've had abuse in my past, and I tried to protect my children and found out that I didn't. And I, I have a real oh, problem so with recognizing when things are going wrong. Okay. And so. When he quit, when he just wouldn't stop, I reverted back to what I did before, which was to make myself as offensive as possible to this person, being rude, being cold, and and that that makes me feel bad, and I don't want to do that anymore, and I don't want to destroy well, his journey back to faith either. Okay. But well, I look, Florence, you have a, you have because- a you have a very beautiful heart, and and you know obviously you know you 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 know you want to work for his good, even though you're feeling taken advantage of here. And you say that you don't think you have instincts because of the abuse that's happened in in your family life, but your instincts are firing very well here, Florence. You're able to say to us very clearly. This man is pushing past my boundaries. He's saying sexual things. He's not accepting what I'm saying. And yes, you're going to a place of being, you know, as you were saying, kind of offensive to kind of push him away. I'm not so sure that's offensive in this particular circumstance. Well, it all depends on what you're saying and doing. You need to be able to trust 
the fact that you are sensing this the right way. Yeah, and that's so, something to be proud of. Yeah, so I think your instincts are good. Absolutely, I, I think you're right on the mark. Um, and I, you know, when somebody's been through abuse, um, they often doubt that they have good instincts, but they often still do have those instincts, and I think you do. Um, in terms of setting boundaries with this person, for, I, I want to say, you know, you're not responsible for his journey. You know, he's responsible for his journey. Conver- and, and conversion is the job of the Holy Spirit. You know, to the degree that it's safe to help somebody, you know, then we can help them. But, you know, um, it, it's, it's like I remember when I was taking my life-saving merit badge when I was a Boy Scout. <laughs> and, you know, they said, you know, if, if you see somebody drowning, you, your best bet is to kind of throw them a life preserver, but not to jump in and try to save them unless you're really trained, because then you got two drowning people. Right, because that, that drowning person grabs onto you in ways that you can't necessarily keep them afloat, and then you're going down too. And that what that's what happens here. In the same thing, you know, if you can help somebody spiritually because they're safe to help, then fine. But if that person is is threatening your boundaries or or, or really rubbing salt in in wounds that the old psychological or emotional or spiritual wounds, um, or if they're taking advantage of you in in ways that this like this gentleman wants to, um, you know, that is that's not your job to jump in and let him drown you. Right. You know, so and in fact, it, it, it would be your job in this situation to say, I'm, I'm sorry, I want to be wanted to be able to be there for you. But the, the, I can't be, you know, this is not an OK relationship. And so unfortunately, you know, I, I, I appreciated our what I, I, I appreciated our friendship. But then you've crossed some lines and you're unwilling to step back and respect those lines. So I'm afraid I can't be part of your life anymore at all. And that's not rude, and that's not cold, and that's not hurtful. Where you, where you can get, where we can start to get a little bit rude or hurtful is when we start feeling like we have to convince the other person. You know, we have, they, they don't respect our boundaries, so it's like, well, you need to stay away because of these ten reasons, and I don't like you, and because, and you're, you know, your mother dresses you funny, and whatever, <laughs> you know. And we end up being mean to try to convince them to respect the boundary. You don't have to do any of that. You just have to say, I'm afraid I, I can't let you in my life anymore because you don't know how to respect my boundaries. And then you just don't say anything else. You, know, you don't take the call. You don't respond to the texts. You don't, you know, you, you, you don't go out with him. And, and that's not being rude or cold, right? That's just setting a boundary and saying, look, you know, this is not a healthy relationship. And I can't be part of your journey because you don't know how to respect my boundaries. And that's not safe for me uh, or you for that matter. So, Florence, I, I want to I validate, you know, like Lisa was, your, your instinct and recognizing this is not a this is not a safe or healthy relationship, I want to remind you that it is not your job to save this person or to help him on his journey. That is his responsibility and the job of the Holy Spirit. You can help somebody to the degree that it's safe, and clearly this relationship is not safe for you, which gives you the right to just say, I'm sorry, I can't be part of your life anymore, period. You don't have to convince him of that. You just have to be sure of it yourself. And it's, you know, it's, it's honestly, it's working for your good, for his and for his good to say that because y- you need him to respect your boundary and and, hi- and him behaving that way is sinful yeah and frankly you setting a boundary in this way actually could be the holy spirit allowing him to see there's a new way to live and he doesn't have to you know keep up that kind of behavior especially if he's seeking his faith in god all right florence um i would encourage you if you're not doing so already to, to be seeking some professional help with becoming more comfortable with those boundaries, if you'd like some 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 support from a faithful perspective on how and when to set those kinds of boundaries, our 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 team at Pastoral Solutions could be helpful to you at CatholicCounselors.com. But regardless, I, I think getting that external ongoing support 
to facilitate your healing, especially as you draw closer to God and the church, would be really important. Uh, come visit us at CatholicCounselors.com if you'd like more information on that. We have to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about setting boundaries on our show titled Peer Pressure. Do you struggle to know when to say no or how to hold to those boundaries when other people push back? Uh, what happens when you try to set a boundary with somebody who is taking advantage of you or hurting you in some way and they don't respect the boundary? Let's talk it out and find ways to stand strong in your yes or your no. And really, you know, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Give us a call, 877-573-7825. We'll be back in just a minute. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. The devil will always do his best to tempt you into sin until you get to that place where you love sin. That's what he wants. He wants you down there with him. And not because he loves you, he hates you. When you do what the enemy tempts you to do, he does it out of pure hatred. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. This Ave Maria program is brought to you in part by the nonprofit CMF Curo. Your search for affordable health care stops here. Since 2014, CMF Curo has provided Catholics with affordable health care sharing that goes beyond insurance. With programs that cost less than many COBRA and ACA-sponsored plans, CMF Curo is the Catholic health sharing experience that enables you to live fully alive while saving money. Call 1-833-GET-CURO to find affordable Catholic health care now. That's 1-833-GET-CURO. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. I'll tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to setonhome.org. That is setonhome.org. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Peer Pressure, as we talk about those times when we feel pressured, and especially when we need to say no and aren't sure how or what words to use or if it's okay, or when we set a boundary with someone and they don't respect it, 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Rachel Watkins. She is the developer of the Little Flowers Girls Club, Mom of Eleven. Rachel, welcome to More to Life. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Lisa. We're so glad to have you with us today. Now, Rachel, you and Matt are the parents of 11 kids. And when you've gone through raising these kids, you've gotten pressure from a lot of outside sources on how to raise them, if you should have them. All of these things that people thought, because you had an unusual family for this society, they could just put their two cents in. What have you two learned about setting boundaries in your lives with your family and, and with outside people? The two have been made one. Mm. That's the gospel today, in fact. 
But Matt and I, we really had to have each other's back because I know that we endured a couple years of him answering one way and me answering another, and to the point at which it really caused friction between the two of us. We had to sit down, husband and wife together, to say what are our top priorities. And that, and for us it was. It was our faith together as a couple, and it was our family. And then from there we talked about the boundaries that had to be established with his family, extended family, my side, and those strangers at the deli market. But if we hadn't had that conversation, we would have endured conflict and stress between the two of us. But once we had that conversation, we knew where we stood. It was much easier for us to be rooted in prayer with these established priorities to then face everyone pressuring us from the outside. And, you know, Rachel, I just want to clarify one thing, because you said, you know, once we had that conversation, I'm guessing there were lots of different conversations about lots of different situations. (laughs) It was sort of an ongoing discussion, right? Well, exactly. And the conversations happened right now. You know, the school year's coming. We've got a new one off to college. We're down to our, you know, those conversations happen regularly. And they're going to change when you go to the next family reunion or the next celebration of something. Someone new is going to have a comment. So this isn't a one-time conversation. And that's the thing about these boundaries. They need, need to be repeated to each other and to everyone on the outside. Remember, we talked about this. Didn't we mm-hmm. say that? Please don't ask us about it again. So it's a repetition out of love. I like the fact that, you know, you're both saying this is something that needs to happen with, you know, as stages and ages change in a family life. But I absolutely want to emphasize, Rachel, what you're saying from the get-go, which is you need to have that conversation as a couple way ahead of time. Because if not, then you're just trying to put out fires or saying, oh, we should have done this after that incident happened and you're feeling fried by it so that initial conversation of what are our priorities how do we handle this when people come at us how do we feel one in this situation is really important isn't it it is and those are going to happen you know couples that are engaged when you're married when you're pregnant with the first child when you're pregnant with your eighth child But if you don't talk about it, if you internalize it and just say, this is how I feel, without telling your spouse how you feel, then the pressure is going to build up in your own home, and you won't have all the resources you need to face what's going to come from the outside. And, you know, I think, so being able to anticipate those situations and talk about them ahead of time, too, is a really important thing. Rachel, I want to thank you so much for being with us and and sharing your insights about how you and Matt have learned to set those boundaries together so that you can protect your family. And folks, we're taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825. Do you struggle to know when to say no or how to say no? Do you have a hard time setting boundaries or maintaining those boundaries when people push back? 877-573-7825. Give us a call. We'll be here taking your calls right after these messages. Stick around. Father Benedict Groeschel. I often go back to my childhood. In church, we love to be reverent, to Christ present in the Eucharist, to Christ on the cross. But I was also impressed by the reverence of my friends in the Salvation Army. They had a little band, and I used to walk past the band on Sunday morning on my way to church, and I was just a child. But I said, you know, they're trying to pray to God. They're showing reverence to God. All this was 
reverence. Now what do I see? I hear one irreverence after another. And week after week, month after month, the media churns out things that make fun of religion in general and make fun of Christianity in particular and particularly make fun of the Catholic Church. No class. Absolutely no class. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. If you're an optimistic Catholic, will you live longer? I'm Chuck Adica, and this is Journey Strong. My wife Susan and I recently lost a dear friend who almost made it to age 99. Varied studies suggest that we may have a better chance of living to near 100 if we are both emotionally aware and hold a positive attitude about life. Being optimistic is a Catholic thing, or it should be. We hold views that include man and God prevailing over darkness and evil, and all human life being highly valued and unique all positive. But we need more than worldly optimism. We need true theological hope. The Catechism states, hope is the theological virtue by which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness, placing our trust in Christ's promises and relying not on our own strength, but on the help of the grace of the Holy Spirit. Now that's hope. For more on this, look to the Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck. Did you know that up to 20% of Americans suffer from serious levels of anxiety? We all feel anxious from time to time, but when anxiety starts harming our health, relationships, or everyday activities, it's probably time to seek some advice. The good news is that anxiety wasn't part of God's blueprint for the human person. It's just one of many symptoms of a world broken by sin. And just as God wants to liberate each of us from sin and death, He wants to free each of us from unhealthy worry and anxiety too. St. Francis de Sales, for example, battled anxiety as a young man. Later in life, he wrote that, quote, anxiety is the greatest evil that can befall a soul except sin, unquote. But with God's help, he overcame his anxiety and went on to become one of the church's greatest spiritual teachers. Even though anxiety disorders have complex physical, psychological, and spiritual causes, God literally created us with the capacity to live in his peace, not just in the next life, but right now. To learn more about God's promise of peace, check out my book, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety. And if you'd like more grace-filled assistance in your battle against fear, worry, or anxiety, visit catholiccounselors.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Peer Pressure, as we talk about those times when we feel pressured by people to give in when we shouldn't give in on our boundaries or saying yes when we really ought to say no. Do you have a hard time knowing when it's okay to say no? Do you struggle with setting boundaries or even feel guilty when you do, even when other people are trying to take advantage of you or behave in hurtful ways towards you? You know, Maybe you feel stuck. When people don't respect your no or try to push past those boundaries you set. We want to help you stand strong in the face of the pressure you feel from others to give in, especially when it isn't good for you. 877-573-7825. Join the conversation. 877-573-7825. Before we go to our next call, we just want to send out congratulations to two more members of the EWTN radio family. 
New Hampshire Catholic Community Radio in Concord, New Hampshire, is celebrating their eighth year with us. And Faith Up Radio in Kailua, Kona, Hawaii, marks six years with EWTN. Congratulations to Mike Bellino and WICX and Kathy Warren at KFIP from all of us at EWTN. And wherever you are tuning into your local Catholic radio station, make sure you support them with your prayers and with your donations. Let's keep Catholic radio going strong and growing stronger so we can support you in living that more faithful, abundant life. Right now, we are taking your calls at 877-573-7825 about all the different ways that people try to pressure us to give in when we shouldn't give in, uh, accept things that we shouldn't accept, say yes to stuff that we shouldn't say yes to. If you are having a hard time knowing when it's okay to say no, or struggling to set boundaries, or feeling guilty when you do, or not sure how to respond when other people push you past those boundaries, or won't respect your no, let us help you stand strong in your decision and uh, resist that pressure that other people put on you especially when it's not good for you. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Andrea, who's listening to EWTN Radio in New York on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Andrea. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Good morning. Uh, Well, I told the gentleman before that I have a 40-year-old son who is uh, in finance, uh, and as you know, things are up and down with the markets, and he does investing, and he works on commission. Uh, he is divorced, has a little girl. He only sees her once a week. Um, he does have uh, some addictions that he's battling with. He's trying to recover from them. He hasn't gotten help. He has re- hasn't refused, but uh, he just doesn't. He's, he's, he is stuck, and he has asked me in the past several years to help him financially. Um, and I am exhausted from it. Uh, my, my finances are exhausted. I, he's about to be evicted from his place, has no place to live, has no car, and right now has no money. His father uh, promises and promises to help him. Um, this is my second marriage, so his, his you know, biological father is constantly promising him, and it's frustrating all of us uh, because we can't, I can't help my son. And, uh, and I know he needs to, to be on his way, uh, but he's not going to get paid from his commission for the work that he did just recently until October, which is way too late. He'll be on the street. So what, 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 how can we help you today? What's, what's your question for us then? Well, my question is how, how, how many, you know, I, I, I believe in unconditional love, and I, I feel that as a, as a parent, I don't want to see my son on the street, but... You know, my second husband, I, I can't ask him to, you know, we just got married three years ago. And so mm-hmm. to, to ask him to say for, you know, my son to live with us temporarily is doesn't feel like a good thing. Uh, it, it might be the right thing. I'm not really sure what the right thing to do is. All right. Well, no, that, that's so a great question. question. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about that idea of unconditional love, right? So, um Let's back up and look at what does love mean, and then we'll talk about what does it mean to do it unconditionally. To love somebody means to work for their ultimate good, right? It doesn't mean to enable them to do destructive things. It doesn't mean to never do anything that doesn't upset them. It means that whatever I do, I'm always trying to work to help you be the person God created you to be, all right? 
And I'm gonna and and to be un- unconditionally loving means I'm gonna do that unconditionally, right? I'm always gonna I'm always gonna work to help you be the person God created you to be, even if that frustrates you or upsets you, or or, or you know challenges you in some way. So let's bring this around to your situation, Andrea. Um, you know, to help your son. You know, when when you're dealing with when he's when you know, somebody's dealing with an addiction. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I have a bit of a cold. Um, <clears throat> when you're dealing, when somebody's dealing with an addiction, the help that you provide should help them get sober and take responsibility for your for their life. You cannot provide help that lets them kick that goal down the field, right? So, for instance, if he was going regularly to meetings, you know, and, and working on his sobriety, and going regularly to therapy. But he needed a ride to his AA meeting or whatever his addiction is, right? Or he needed uh, help to cover his therapy expenses, right? Or, you know, he needed, um, or he was working, but he, you know, was coming up a little short on rent, even though he was really trying hard and, and he was maintaining his sobriety and he was being responsible and he was a little short and you wanted to help him bridge that gap. Those are all fine examples of ways to appropriately help somebody, okay? If somebody, if, but if, in the same set of such circumstances, let's say he's not working, uh, he's not going to meetings, he's Which not doing treatment. Which is what you're saying is going on. You said he's not really seeking any kind of help. He's just saying that he's trying to get over his addiction. He's using his money that he should be spending on rent on alcohol or drugs or other other addictive behaviors. You know, th- 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 for you to swoop in and try to help him is actually enabling him. You become part of the problem, uh, and you end up making the situation worse even though you're trying to help him so we want to make sure the help we're giving is actually helpful you know being unconditionally loving does not mean being a vending machine that somebody can just take whatever they want from us whenever they want it and that we should never say no to somebody it doesn't mean that we should never upset somebody or frustrate them or challenge them it means that we are committed to always working for their good uh, their ultimate good uh, and, and especially, you know, challenging them to get healthy. So my, my, I would suggest, Andrea, that you pray about that. You know, what help could you provide that would assist him and challenge him in getting the help he needs to live a sober and responsible life? Go ahead and give him that help if you're able to. I mean, again, you know, you're, you don't have all the resources in the world either. If you don't have the money or if you don't have the means to, to, to offer something, then you're not... God's not asking you to offer something you don't have. But if you have the means, you can offer support, um, you know, to the degree that it's helpful to him. But anything else, if he's just asking you to clean up his mess after the fact, you can't do that. Um, So, Andrea, my my suggestion to you would be to really take that to prayer and and look hard at what that would mean for his situation. You know, the other thing, Andrea, is that this is a 40-year-old man with no, really nothing else to do besides see his daughter once a week. I understand that he works in finance and things are difficult right now. But there are also jobs everywhere right now. They might not be to the level that he wants, but if he's really at risk this way, well, he is waiting for this October bonus that hopefully is the truth. Hopefully he's telling you the truth about that. There's nothing stopping him from actually picking up extra work after 
he gets off of his job in finance. There just isn't. He could be doing something to try to close that gap in some way. Again, that's another thing that would show you he's actually really working on fixing his own life and helping himself. It's the, can everybody take care of me just until October thing that actually gives me a lot of pause because you really also don't have proof that that bonus is necessarily going to come through in October. So you don't know that there's a truthful deadline to be have had there. So there's a lot of, of you know warning lights going on here that says you could actually be doing him more damage by just giving him what he's asking you for. All right, Andrea, thank you so much for the call. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us. And if you're struggling uh, to know how to set boundaries with your son and not be part of that problem, reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com. We'll help provide the graceful support that you need to set those appropriate boundaries as your son continues to struggle and and you're trying to figure out how best to help him. That's catholiccounselors.com. Well, we are heading to break, but it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Matthew chapter 5, verse 37. Let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. Well, this is Jesus, you know, telling us to let our yes be yes and our no be no. Uh, and why, why is anything else from the evil one? Well, because of what we were just saying to Andrea, right? That we say yes or no, not based on how we feel or how it's going to make the other person feel, but whether our yes or our no is working for their ultimate good. Anything other than working for somebody else's ultimate good is from the evil one. You know, not working for someone else's ultimate good because they might be upset with us or they might make, make trouble for us. Or, or they... it just came from our mood, you know, when we said that. I mean, I know that as parents, we all fall into that occasionally, right? Our kids ask for something and our knee-jerk reaction is no, because they've asked in the middle of us making dinner or dealing with bills or just being exhausted. And later on, we renege on that and we say, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. Yes, we can do that. Well, what we're doing is setting up a pattern of chaos in our home. And chaos is from the evil one, where we're actually training our our loved ones, all not just the kids, but also our spouses and maybe our friends, that if they needle us, wheedle around, pursue it over and over again, they can wear us down and make our no turn into a yes or vice versa. So when when we're looking at something like that, we have to really say, am I pausing? Am I praying about this? Is it working for the ultimate good of the other person and myself? Can I do this? And it's fine to just say, hey, Give me a chance to think about what you're asking me, and I will get back to you. There's a lot of stuff that comes into play with your question. I promise I'll get back to you on it. To give ourselves that chance to pause, really pray about it, and ponder on whether it is actively a truly loving thing to do, working for the good of the other and for ourselves and those who are the true priority in our lives. We are taking your calls at 877-573-7825 about dealing with the pressure from others, especially when we feel like we need to say no, but we're not sure how. Do you have a hard time knowing when it's okay to say no? Maybe you struggle setting boundaries or feel guilty when you do, even when people are trying to take advantage of you or, or they're behaving in hurtful ways toward you. Maybe you feel stuck when people don't respect the boundaries you try to set. 
We want to help you stand strong in the face of the pressure you feel from others to give in, especially when it's not good for you to do so. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls coming up right after the break. Ciao, amici. Hello, friends. Teresa Tamio here. Ever notice that common sense isn't so common anymore? Each time we check our news feeds or turn on the TV, it seems the world is getting wackier. While we desperately need a return to basic common sense. And Rosie Posey, my mom, a street smart theologian from Jersey City, is just the person we need to help us restore it. So if you need a little bit more help with some common sense or know someone else who needs it, pick out my new book on our store. Everything's coming up, Rosie, at AveMariaRadio.net's online store. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. This program is brought to you in part by MyLifeAngels.com. MyLifeAngels provides peace of mind by notifying you the moment a loved one enters an emergency room. Right on your smartphone, you'll have instant access to everything needed, including all legal documents, to ensure you are empowered to protect their life-affirming wishes. MyLifeAngels also alerts hospital ER staff with critical medical information and emergency contacts. More information at MyLifeAngels.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, the show is titled Peer Pressure. As we talk about those times when we feel pressured by other people to say yes when we maybe should say no, uh, or to give in when we need to set a boundary, or what do we do when we set a boundary with somebody or said no to somebody and they don't respect it? They just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. We want to be generous to others. We want to be compassionate. We don't want to make other people upset. Um, And yet, there are times when we do need to say no and do need to set boundaries. How do we know? Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Mark, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska on Spirit Catholic Radio. Hi, Mark. Welcome to More to Life. What's your question for us? Good morning. Um, I'm feeling pressured to um, accept the mindset that we need to let our children um, 
if they believe that they are the wrong gender, that we need to accept them, and if they want the transgender, encourage that. I don't. I'm. I'm trying to uh, resist these thoughts and and uh, ideas, and and yet it seems like the majority of the people want us to. Um, I understand we need to love our children, but do we need to be accepting of? Um, yeah, we, we can you give me some context for this? Like, so when when are you encountering these? I mean, I realize this is, this everywhere. is all everywhere, but is this affecting your own children well, that you're talking or about? What's the context that this is happening no, I for actually you? Have, I actually have grandchildren in, in elementary school, but okay. my question is when you get into a group, and sometimes it's even a fa- family setting, and they're trying to convince me that you need to become accepting of transgender and you know, transgender playing sports and, and the whole thing. And I'm struggling with that. And how do I tell them, no, this is not right? You know, God made us male and female. Well, and again, so 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 we're going to have a different conversation if it's more of an abstract thing about the concept of, you know, gender ideology and all that versus the kind of conversation we're going to have if we're talking about your grandkid, for example. So is this more of a personal thing or more of an intellectual exercise? No, it's not a personal thing. I have never been urged to let my grandchildren, you know, go that okay. direction well, because they have no right, right. Well, we do get calls from people who who who's you know many, who, many who, calls, who are going yeah. through this. So that's why I want to clarify. So this is this is really more of a how do you have civil conversations with people who are pushing you uh, on these issues? I think the matter is is to be educated, right? I mean, so for example, you, you're talking about um, you know having transgendered persons participate in in sports. Uh, you know that, or other activities. You know that that have been reserved for women. I mean, you know, I think it, there's there's an important argument to be made that there are many many rights that women have worked toward for decades that are being undermined. You know, by the transgender movement. And and it's uh, what do we do to protect those rights? I think changing the conversation and saying, you know, let, okay, so let's let's even just accept your argument for a second. How do we protect? the rights that those women have worked to to have women's sports or to have protected uh, privileges uh, given to them because they're women how do we how do we protect those rights and not make sure that those are trampled on help me understand that from your perspective you know so don't be on the defensive you know know enough about the situation to present the issue from the other side and and really ask them to think through it um, because when, when when we find ourselves in that defensive position, then what we end up doing is just uh, re- reacting to the arguments that the other person is making. But if you're able to say, okay, let's let's even accept what you're saying for a second. Here is the concern that you're not addressing. Right? How would we address this issue that, that this would come up if we accepted what you were saying? If the whole world suddenly decided to agree with you, you know, how would you want to handle these problems? Nine times out of ten, the other person is going to be shocked that you are so agreeable. And secondly, they don't have answers to it because they haven't thought through it. So in, in, in having this conversation, be informed enough and be educated enough about not just saying, no, that's wrong, but why it's wrong. And specifically, it's wrong because there are a whole bunch of other social problems, uh, uh, challenges, uh, concerns that become ignored or not addressed or even trampled on if we just say yes to that particular ideology. And so knowing what those things are and being able to present that case and saying, look, let's not even argue about what you're saying. Let's, let's say we, we, I agreed with you a thousand percent. How would you address these very serious problems that would result from that? I'd really love to hear your thoughts on that. And you'll be shocked to see that they don't know what to say to that. 
uh, because they haven't really thought it through. And that's really the best way to do it. Otherwise, everything you say ends up being defensive and canon will be used against you. No, I just want to emphasize so everybody heard that clearly. You're not saying you do agree. You're saying, let's just say I agree. What do we do about these problems that will arise from that? So you're, I want people to be clear on that because I don't want anybody to have misheard no, Greg on this. for the sake of argument. Let's just, let's right. just, you know, as a rhetorical device, let's, let's say I agree with you. How would you deal with the fact that women now will suddenly not be winning any sports uh, tournaments at all? Uh, how do we deal with the fact that women will not feel safe in restrooms? How do we deal with, the, you know, these very protected privileges that, that women fought for? Uh, for decades, suddenly being trampled on. How do you? Res- how would you protect those rights? And how do you sleep at night if you don't? And that becomes a question that you can actually discuss with someone rather than anything. Anything we talk about, that's huge generalities, and we end up debating which one of us loves people more. You know, is it more loving to do X or Y? It's too vague. It doesn't have anything that you can actually sink your teeth into, and it just becomes incredibly polarized and and actually personally attacking, usually in any conversation, not just this particular one. So really knowing what it is that we want to be talking about, being well-educated in it, and allowing that person to come to just a particular point rather than have it ramble all over the place is important. Mark, thank you for the call. I hope that uh, that that helps to uh, give you some ideas on how to engage a difficult conversation about this or really any other topic. Uh, you know, the the challenge here is to always avoid the polarized discussion where somebody says this is true and you say no, it's not. It's more about I understand the concern that you're trying to address. How would you respond to these other twenty concerns that would happen if I did agree with you and we went along with what you said? Uh, having that conversation really allows you to get more on the same page with people and help them think through the positions that they often reactively hold. Well, that's all the time we've got for today's program. Um, and I want, as we're wrapping it up, I, I, I want to kind of end where we began by reminding you that your yes, you know, as Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Everything else is from the evil one. Uh, you know, our yeses and our nos can't be based on how we feel. Either way, like, you know, I don't say I shouldn't say no just because I feel like saying no. I shouldn't say yes because I feel like saying yes. I shouldn't set a boundary just because I'm angry. Whatever I do, if I say yes, if I say no, I set a boundary or I let a boundary go. I do it because I genuinely prayerfully believe that doing so is in is working for your ultimate good, my ultimate good and the ultimate good of the relationship. And if I don't know whether it works for the, your ultimate good, my ultimate good, or the ultimate good of the relationship, it's okay to say, let me think about it and pray about it and get some advice about it. Because I don't want to be in the position of making a situation worse or saying yes where it's going to hurt me or hurt you or be bad for our relationship. When we are giving ourselves permission to really take that time that we need to pray, to seek counsel, to get additional information, but above all things, to make sure that our standard isn't how we feel at the time or how the other person's going to feel about whether what we say, but rather wh- whether our saying yes or no or setting a boundary or letting a boundary go is ordered toward the other person's ultimate good, our ultimate good, and the ultimate good of the relationship. The more we can make our decisions based on those objective criteria, the more we can feel confident in whatever decision we make and stand by it, even in the face of that pressure we get from others to give in. Hopefully you can take that to heart. If there's more that we can do to support you in setting clear boundaries and being more confident in your yeses and your noes, 
Come on over to CatholicCounselors.com and check out all the resources we have there, including learning more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life in graceful ways. Again, that's CatholicCounselors.com. And remember, folks, when we live in God's grace, there is so much more to life. Thanks for tuning in. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.